You're on Radio 1, 91 FM, The Politrix Show. Uh, we're back for another week. Uh, our last show before we hear the final results of the special votes. Uh, you know, and some people can hold out optimism that there's going to be earth-shaking revelations. Uh, maybe the likelihood isn't so great. But uh, we have the pleasure of being joined in the studio uh, this week by Bryce Edwards. How are you, Bryce? Hi, Abe. I'm great. Dunedin is amazing today. Yeah. Oh, it's been a good run. And yeah, I think today's going to be uh, just another one. And uh, yeah, good for uh, those of you affected by the school holidays. <laughs> but um, a lot of us are affected by uh, electionitis still. Uh, we've got <laughs> yes. that anxiety uh, hangover. Which way will Winston jump? Um I guess there's a couple of things to discuss there. First and foremost, what are your thoughts on the way the special votes will fall? Basically, there's a couple of scenarios, um, you know, maintaining the status quo, surge to the left, um, or bigger surge to the left. Exactly, because the special votes always are disproportionately biased towards the parties of the left to Labour and Greens, and so we can expect that the number of seats will will change and they'll increase for that left block. We just don't know by how much. And we don't know how much national will go down. Um, you know, it could be one seat. I mean, there's a possibility it will be zero and there will be no change, but I think that's quite unlikely. Uh, I would expect that national will lose at least one MP, at most two, and it depends on where that will go, whether it will go to the Greens or Labour. But in a sense, it makes no difference in terms of what we're talking about of this these coalition negotiations because it does make a big difference for Winston Peters uh, because you know he's having to look at whether he goes with the left block or the right block and both sides with him can have a majority in Parliament and that's the, the basic fact we're dealing with but with Labour and the Greens at the moment on the current um, election night uh, count it would only be 61 seats for the left with Winston Peters out of a Parliament of 120 so it would only be the barest majority but after special votes it, that could go up to uh, 62, 63 um, in the House which would be a lot safer for Winston Peters and of course he will be yeah less keen on choosing Labour and the Greens if it's only a 61 vote majority because he'll just be worried that you know someone might die, someone might leave and there'll be a, a by-election and they'll lose their majority, there won't be that stability they won't have enough uh, MPs to you know get his, his legislation through etc and I've just seen, uh, you know, it popped up on my screen a uh, headline something about Jacinda Ardern saying that if, if Labour don't get more seats in the um, the final count coming out on Saturday. Uh, something about her, no, her pulling out of negotiations with Winston Peters, oh. so she'll admit defeat. I think she can see that a 61 vote majority won't be enough. Interesting. Yeah, because there has been a lot of, um, I guess, uh, for those voters who are really invested in the idea of a change of government, uh, there has been a lot of fanfare about the specials, but it, uh, as you say, it really doesn't change the calculus of Winston uh, holding that balance of power, oh, yes. which, you know, uh, it seems like our the bar for what counts as progressive, uh, you know, in this country has been lowered if, um, you know, that's the best we can hope for is Winston 
being the decider, you know, uh, if that's our change of government. And it is leading to a lot of uh, unhappiness, really, uh, you know, because this is the first time, really, since 1996 that Peters has had that so-called king-making role and that people were saying, well, he has, he therefore has 100% of the power, that, um, you know, he only got 7.5% of the vote, this doesn't seem fair, and that, you know, it's the minority, you know, having all the power, which is, you know, a tyranny. Um, but, of course, I, you know, I think that's basically first-past-the-post thinking. I, 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 I do think there's something in that criticism because Peter's does seem to make a lot of his power I have mm. to say, he does mm. seem to leverage it and uh, and enjoy it and, um, and because he goes into the election not really giving much away about what are going to be his bottom lines who he's you know, prepared to go with on what basis, I, yeah I do think there's a bit of a sense of voters being cut out of that uh, decision on who becomes the government. Yeah, only uh, a small block of voters. Yeah, sort of. yeah. So I do have some sympathy for it, but certainly, yeah, that's, there's nothing else that you can do about it. it um, you know, the, the first past the post way of doing things, you know, is worse. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. You have an even smaller um, majority, sorry, smaller minority often um, having a majority in parliament, and the distortions are much worse. So. Yeah, and I, I don't think the country's ready for STV at the national level, no, probably. I don't think so, but those conversations might start coming up. Well, um, we're talking about lowering the threshold. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what's come up the most. Um, but essentially, um, you know, with the current percentage, Percentages. I mean, it depends how much you're going to lower the threshold, but even or get rid of it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, and I guess in that most extreme scenario, it might it might change things a little bit more. But even at a say two percent threshold, you'd really only be adding top, yeah. uh, and any higher than that, it wouldn't have changed anything. That's right. So at this last election, the parties that yeah got between two and five percent was only top. That's yeah. right. But um, I think the threshold has a huge... So that's a mechanical effect of cutting out those other parties below 2% or below 5%, really, um, at the moment. But there's also a psychological effect, which is, I think, quite important in the right. sense that people would vote differently if there were right, a threshold. Right, if there was a lower Psychologically, threshold. they don't vote for, I don't know, Social Credit Party or the... Um, 1080 party or the even the Murray party and and top because they know that those parties don't have much chance of getting representation that will be a wasted vote so psychologically we would change um, the way that we go into elections and I think a really important point about this threshold issue at the moment in terms of the coalition negotiations is this idea that if we had a few more minor parties in Parliament um, it would actually mean that Peters would have less power yeah so um, by having more MMP, more minor parties, you would actually have less of that um, tail wagging the dog because you'd have um, various options for the major parties to go with. Mm. And, yeah, Peter's power would be much reduced. Well, basically, the scenario that you lay out there, so, you know, if, if say, um, you know, the threshold was such that Top's vote could have been counted... Yeah. The the only real calculus that that would change now is that it would block Winston in the sense that National would have another partner. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that that would really anger the uh, change the government people who kind of hated on top throughout the campaign anyways. Yeah. But it would have provided this fail safe against a, a Winston National coalition. And now because we, we don't have that, the focus is turning to the reluctance of the Greens to provide that fail safe and we're really getting a discussion of you know is the um 
the image of their party or the party survival more important than you know the the good of the country quote unquote in terms of stopping winston or uh giving national a, a more progressive alternative uh and there's been a lot a lot made on that on both mm-hmm. sides what you know what's your two cents on the greens national yeah i guess it just comes down to the fact that the greens cannot go with national at this election because they promise not to yeah. and i'm even a bit surprised that um the greens are still leaving the door slightly open james shaw still talks about how he'd be willing to answer the call answer the call and that he says oh, i would have to be a very 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 good um offer from national for them to consider it whereas i don't think they have any mandate to consider it in the slightest because they said they were going to change the government yeah but yeah the reality is that we aren't going to see a national green coalition in this after this election but i think the way the conversation is going uh and i think in terms of Internally within the Greens is that they will move to a more independent um, scenario in the future, and there's going to be a huge shit fight really. I think in the Greens about that direction because yeah. there are there are actually a lot of people that in the Greens that <clears throat> might not be particularly pro-national, but they're not particularly pro-Labour either. Well, and there's so, this idea um, in this um, Greens National Coalition argument yeah. that's being advanced uh, sort of in the left-wing blogs that only national supporters would ever think of this. They're the only ones who would ever propose it and sort of really uh, denigrating the idea as a, um, you know, a, a stitch-up. But there yeah. are a lot of green supporters who think, well, it would be better than Winston and National. Yeah, there is that. So I think in the end, we're likely to have at the next election or maybe the one after, um, we're going to have some sort of environmental force towards the centre of the political spectrum that's more independent, whether it's the Green Party. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. Sure. But I think there is going to be some sort of split. Whether or uh, not there's an environment left. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's true. Further down the track, especially. So I think there's a chance that the Green Party will split into kind of left and right factions, and maybe some of that would be, you know, top or another sort of centrist Green Party um, that will coalesce amongst those more independent Greens, and there will be uh, a party to the left, which might be called the Green Party or it might end up you know, transforming into something else like the left party uh, because at the moment I do think the Greens are in a, in a problematic situation of yeah being stuck to the left of Labour um, and not having much um, leverage and that there is a lot of demand inside and outside of the party for a more centrist non-Labour orientated Green Party Well they've got a, an AGM coming up and um so the thing to watch in that AGM, of course, is the election of the, the co-leader. The female co-leader. The female co-leader. And I think that will encapsulate some of this debate. It will um, A lot of it will be channeled into that. And so at this stage, there's two main contenders, Marama Davidson, um, who was, what, number three on the list at the last at this election. And, um, or she's... N- isn't she number two? Or is she number two now? Yeah, yes, I she, think. And Julianne Genta. That's three. right. Yeah. yeah, and then Julianne Genta. And so, to some extent, they provide, just in a very basic way, the different options for the future of the They're Green Party. They're both on the left, though. They're both on the left, but I think Julianne Genta's less wielded to, I guess, uh, the Labour Party and to the idea of, you know, socialist or left-wing social democratic politics um i'm not suggesting she's any right winger or anything like that no um whereas marama davidson uh, yeah is i think much less likely to entertain this idea of um 
having a more independent group. Yeah, well, she's certainly taking up the mantle from Materia as the anti-poverty campaigner and stuff like that, whereas Julie is a white middle-class Aucklander. Um, But I think think ideologically she's still quite left, I mean, from what I've known speaking to her. Um, but it, it definitely will be um, an interesting space to watch for people who are interested in the left of New Zealand politics. And as you say, um, a couple of different scenarios could play out. And yeah, well, uh, and it's well, good if they play out because th- there's just no doubt that this party system needs a shakeup, and uh, it seems very resistant to a shakeup. This last election has had a slight shakeup, but only only in the terms of the collapse of minor parties. Mm. What we need is new minor parties. There's room and, for that now, yeah. finally. So yeah, so it could be a good thing that you're having the uh, a brand new party is the fifth largest party. Yeah, absolutely, because you're seeing the death of the Murray Party, um, United Future, Mana gone now as well. Mm. Obviously, um, the Act green on life support. That, that's <laughs> right. So I think no, this does clear the. Death a bit. I mean, maybe top is that new force. Um, I'm not sure, but um, you know, we desperately do need some minor parties to you know into the system. You know, this last election we had uh, nearly 82 percent of people voting for Labour and um, yeah. National. Um, what do you think about the turnout statistics? Like the the failure to uh, materialise that yeah. youthquake. Um, I, I am actually. I have to admit to being surprised about the voter turnout. I did think it would increase, and I thought that. There was much more interest in this election, and there was much more. It was a more competitive election, so people do tend to uh, turn out to vote when they're not sure what the outcome will be, if they think their vote might count. And we didn't see an increase. In fact, um, after election night, it was kind of reported that turnout had gone up about one percentage point. But I think that was incorrect. And re-looking at the stats, it looks like it's gone down one percent. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, it doesn't look like we've had any sort of youth quake or even a sort of youth tremor. You know, it's, um, yeah. it's been more of a youth yawn. Uh, but you kind of have to contextualise that within the fact that for decades now, all that turnout has been on decline. Yeah. People have been turning away from politics, turning away from you know political parties, from any involvement in this. It hasn't declined as much as it maybe should have, so that's at least yeah. a win. Yeah, that's right. But we still do have, in my view, a, a, a major problem in politics and democracy that it's, it, there are always be big flaws in the way that our system works, and democracy is kind of dysfunctional. And so people are turning away from it and doing other things um, and other types of politics. And I think that's all well and good. Um, so I don't think we should be totally worried about turnout not returning to higher levels. In some ways, it should just remind us that the system needs some major you know, attention to making it work better because it's still not working mm. for most people. Mm. Well, yeah, it's interesting, this discussion about the Greens and what will happen with them, because uh, we're just about to play in 15 minutes an interview I conducted yesterday with Nandor Tansos, oh, yes. uh, who did an interesting blog post about you know, where yeah. the Greens should go, basically saying, um, well, they have to be willing to entertain the idea, but not this time, because they made a promise. Yeah, so I think um, he's entirely correct about that. And and as listeners will hear in the interview, um, this argument has been going all the way back to you know leadership contests yeah. um, for over a decade, um, and it, it will be interesting to see if they can hang together. And there's a lot of yeah. um, historical internal politics around. And I think Nando Tenchos quite correctly does bring up this issue of whether environmentalism is on the left-right spectrum, mm. and you know, um, and there's, there is the left version of environmentalism. 
but there's sure. also other versions of it. Yeah. And uh, I agree with them that there's nothing intrinsically uh, you know, about environmentalism that is a left-right you know, issue. That's right. Um, and so, uh, and if you take that view, there's no reason that you have to have the left, sorry, the Green Party to the left of Labour. Mm. Well, and you'll be interested to know as a um, political gossip watcher, he, yep. he says in the interview he doesn't rule out a return to national politics. Really? So, uh, wow. <laughs> maybe I'll want to I will be that. listening to that. That, that, that is fascinating. <laughs> okay, I, I think that's a, that's a scoop you've got there. Yeah, we'll, we'll be playing that at 11. So, yeah, and if you want to, you know, ever just drop that in your column, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be tweeting it soon to say, listen, listen out. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for joining us, Bryce, and I'm glad you get to enjoy Eden again at it's uh, showing its best for you and um, yeah keep up the good work and remember 2pm Saturday those yes, special votes come out be and the that. whole political circus heats up again from then yeah yeah and, it, and I think the most interesting movement in the specials will be um among those the left and those minor parties i mean we kind we know the general uh you know thrust of the outcome but those those tiny little uh increases and decreases for minor parties and and stuff like that will be interesting for watchers absolutely so yeah i think there's a lot of uh people that have kind of turned off politics in the last week, which I think is fair enough because, you know, it's kind of in this lull yeah. and even a lot of political journalists have gone on holiday thinking, well, we're not just going to follow Winston Peters around. Yeah, sport we'll, fishing with Winston yeah, show, yeah. We'll wait till the, um, the, the, pro- the end final results come in and then we'll reorientate back to politics and I think, yeah, I think voters should do the same. Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Bryce, and we will be talking to you again soon, no doubt. You're on Radio 1, 91 FM. Poly-